Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome to episode 160 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today I wanted to talk about something because it came up in um, a discussion I was having with one of my customers. And I'm not really somebody who does a lot of training for people who want to pass exams, English exams. I work a lot more with people who need English on a day to day basis um, for their jobs mainly for their jobs, sometimes for people who, who want to do it as a hobby too, because they're interested in improving their language skills, or people who need it for travel, or um, a number of other things. But a lot of it is, is whether it's something that somebody's being paid for or not, um, it's something that they want to do for themselves, and it's something that involves using English regularly um, to communicate with, with real people <laughs> and, and not just to pass an exam. And that's not to say that passing exams isn't important because for many people they, they need the qualification um, or perhaps they need to pass an English exam to um, get entrance onto a, a university course or something like that. So there are plenty of reasons when why people do want to study for language exams and there are plenty of English teachers who make their entire living by doing exam preparation. I don't particularly enjoy this task so I do help people if they ask me for it but it's not something I specialise in and it's not something that I advertise. However, um, I, I do work with, with some learners who want to um, study for exams and sometimes it's people who are finding that the the courses that they've been on before didn't really give them what they needed. Um, it was too general um, and they may have had specific problems that weren't being addressed in the courses and therefore they needed somebody who can look at those problems. And I think something people forget is yeah, it's good when we get good results in exams. Everybody likes a good result. Who doesn't like a good result in an exam? But sometimes I think the problem comes when people get bad results and they think, oh, well, I'm just not good at that thing then. I'm not good at speaking because I got a bad mark in my, my speaking part. And sometimes it is. It's just you know that the worst mark that you get is the thing that you struggle with most. I think that's that's normal and that is often reflected in our marks. But sometimes the problem is that people aren't good at the way um, that particular skill is being tested. So they're not good at the activity that's being used to test that skill. And I can't change the whole exam system. I'm not against the exam system, but I do think that some of the skills um, that people need to, to pass these exams are not necessarily related to having good listening skills or good speaking skills. Um, an example that I can think of is somebody um, whom I worked with who didn't really have any problems with listening as such in, in lessons. I didn't feel that they were in any way, you know, below average in terms of listening to instructions, to having a conversation with me and understanding what I was saying. But they didn't do very well in a listening test. And then I looked at what they had to do. We talked about it and it was it was something that involved a lot of doing multiple tasks at the same time. So you had to look at five pieces of information that you needed to find. You then had to remember these five things that you were listening for. You then had to listen for the five things. You then had to write down the five things. <sighs> That's a lot of things to do at once. 
That's not really just about listening and understanding the five things. That's retaining information in your mind, writing it down in the right place, while at the same time listening for the next thing, while at the same time remembering all the other things you need to listen for. And, you know, that's that's a different skill. That's not just listening. I can't change that. But I think it's important to identify what the problems are. The, the problem here was the example, um, the the example I'm giving the problem there was that they were the problem was they were trying to do too many things at once and you can't really change that they have to do these things if they want to pass the exam but it's not just enough to say then oh I'm just not very good at listening because if you broke the task down into into smaller chunks then then they could do it so in order to get a good mark for listening you need to be able to work in this way but if you don't, it doesn't mean that you're not good at listening. And I realise that means that you won't necessarily pass the exam and that's a problem. Um, but my point here is that as well as just learning the skills that you need and learning the language, exam preparation is also about learning techniques to, to pass even when you aren't sure or even when you're struggling with something that there are things that you can do and ways that you can work around that because sometimes you just need to jump through the hoops to get the exam passed to to, um, to know what's expected of you. I think that's really important. Um, know what the examiner is looking for in order for you to pass an exam. Um, another example I can think of is some of the tasks where you have a sentence and then there's a gap in the sentence and you need to find the right word to go in that gap. And sometimes you haven't heard of any of the words. So one student might just go on a whole word learning mission to try and learn as many words as possible and of course it's good to improve your vocabulary that's never going to be a bad thing um, but even if you study the dictionary which I don't suggest that you do but if you if you learn and learn lots of new words you still might not find the words that are going to be asked about in the exam possibly a smarter thing to do is to look at in, in this situation is to look at what kind of word you need is it going to be a verb is it going to be a, is it is it a noun that goes in that gap? Because then you can look at the options that you have, even if you've never heard of any of them before, and think, okay, we need a verb. We've got two nouns, an adjective and a verb. It must be D because that's the only verb we have. So sometimes there are strategies. It doesn't mean you necessarily know what that word means. And that's why I think sometimes it's not always a true reflection of, of your vocabulary or your ability to speak the language. It's knowing, okay, this is a puzzle. I need to, to find the best puzzle piece that fits in this gap. And so they were just a couple of examples, but it's I think it's really important to look at why you're struggling with a certain part of the exam if you're doing an exam and not just say, oh, I need to try harder, because sometimes it's about working smarter than working harder. Of course, you need to work hard if you want to succeed. That's just a given for most people, apart from people who are just naturally brilliant. And yeah, it must be really nice for them. But most people have to work really hard if they want to succeed. And Sometimes, though, it's not just about doing the same thing again and again. It's about looking at, okay, what do I find difficult about this? Um, sometimes the, the true, false or not given questions, they drive me crazy as a native speaker. Sometimes I, I was doing an online test. It wasn't a language test. It was about something else. But it was the point was to prove whether you'd understood the material before you could move on to the next section. And they had some true, false or not given questions. And I got a couple of them wrong, which was really annoying because, uh, well, I hate getting stuff wrong anyway. <laughs> if I was 
genuinely wrong, I can accept that. Like, oh, I made a mistake. That's annoying. I will learn for next time. But some of them were really ambiguous. And I thought, well, is it is it really not given? The information that is given would prove that that isn't true. And so sometimes you can get into a whole debate about whether something is false or not given. So if you struggle with that, then maybe spend a bit longer on that. But it doesn't mean that you haven't understood the text. Um, maybe you just need to understand about how they quantify these things, how they decide whether something's false or not given. Because, yeah, it caught me out and I'm a native speaker and I, I certainly did understand the text, but I just didn't agree with the person who wrote the, the test about what's untrue and what's not there. Um, and similarly with, I there was another one where you have to put the steps in the right order and you could make a case for doing one thing first or doing it last because in the end it doesn't really make a difference. Um, but these are um, a lot of the tests that we do, online tests are marked by a, um, a computer system. So it's not looking at you looking, oh, did they mean this? Did they mean that? It's looking for a specific answer that it's been told is the correct answer. If you didn't get that, then, you know, it's wrong whether or not you had a justifiable reason for, for saying something else. So again, sometimes it's just about understanding how the exam works because I certainly didn't come away from the thing that I was doing thinking, oh, I obviously have issues understanding English text because I don't. I just have issues with the way that um, they decided whether something was true or false or, or not given. So I think it's really easy to get discouraged if you get a result that isn't quite as good as you'd expected. But sometimes I think there's, there's another step to take. Think, okay, what was it? Was it that I didn't understand what was being said or what I was reading? Or was it that I'm not I find some of the tasks that I have to do for this exam more difficult. And if that's true, what can I do to, to practice? Because it's not sometimes it is just about doing more exam papers, more pe previous papers, test papers. But sometimes there are other things that you can do to train these skills that may not necessarily be language skills, but they're the skills that you need to pass a specific exam. Um, so it's just thinking a bit more strategically rather than just I must work harder, I must try harder, because sometimes, you know, there are things that you can do to, to make it easier. So I've got just three things that I would say to, to finish with. Um, one, if you need to pass an exam, you know, do what you need to do to pass the exam, but don't let it destroy your enjoyment of the language or your enjoyment of learning, because, you know, language is more about is about more than getting so many points on a test. So if you enjoy language, but you don't enjoy some of the things you have to do for your exam, do what you need to. But you know that there is more because that's just the beginning of the journey. Once you pass your exam, if you're going to continue to use the language, then yeah, that's the beginning of your journey. You'll start using it with people, interacting with people, communicating ideas. Um, it's it's not just about getting the right answer. And, and that's the other thing. Sometimes there is more than one right answer. Like, um, the the example with the put the steps in the right order. Sometimes things are definitely wrong grammatically and you can't say them in a certain way, but sometimes there's more than one way to, to get an idea across, more than one um, word that would fit. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, we can think too much like, is this the right answer? Whereas sometimes there's more than one right answer and it's, it's not just about finding the perfect answer. Um, number two, if you feel that you're <clears throat> underachieving in a certain area, then try and find out why that is. Is it that you're genuinely finding it difficult to understand the text or to create the text or to understand what you're hearing? 
or is it that you're finding it difficult to do the um, task in the way that they want you to so you could have other ideas like um, make your own notes before you write on the answer paper <coughs> or you could do something like um, it, it's more difficult when you only get to listen to it once or twice but if you do get to listen to something twice then only look for the first parts or, or find as many as you can and fill them in or um, have have a shorthand way of making your own notes to get as much information as you can down. There, there are so many things you can do and they different things work for different people but the, the point is make sure that you find something that works for you and find out what your difficulties are because they may not be language related and you can only really fix them if you know what they are. Sometimes you're just going to find something harder than other people because of, of the way it is and then you have to hope that there aren't too many of that type of question in the exam. Um, but I, I hate to see people coming away from these thinking that they're not very good at the language when what they're actually not very good at is a skill that has nothing to do with the language. And number three, don't leave it too late. So if you are studying for an exam, um, don't expect it to cram everything in in a week or so. Um, it's different if you're doing like an intense course or something. I'm not talking about that. But if you need to try a few different strategies out to find out what works for you, then if you give yourself a bit more time before you actually want to take the exam, exam or you don't leave everything to the last minute, then you will have more time to try different strategies and work out which is the best one for you. So I hope for those of you that are doing exams, that's just another way to look at it. There are so many blog posts and podcasts about how to pass exams, how to, um, you know, what you need to do. So I'm not going to even try to replicate those because it's not my not my area. However, I did want to make this point that there is a link between um, how well you do in exams and how good you are at a language but it's not the whole story because sometimes especially the students that I work with their difficulties have nothing to do with the language itself and therefore often the solutions have nothing to do with learning more vocabulary or listening to more the more things that the solutions are related to those particular tasks that they are finding difficult so I hope that's helped someone and have a good week and have fun learning English episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.